Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go Behind the Limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the official Canberra Raiders podcast. Thanks to our friends at OAC Digital. I'm Raider Nick and joining us once again for episode two, Ben Pollock, Tommy Logan. Look, let's just get straight into it. The corona crisis globally, um, we know how it's affecting the world. Minute by minute, there's an update with something around the world. The rugby league world's been stricken, gents, the Canberra Raiders. Um, round two must go ahead. No crowds, though. Yeah, it's a, an ever-evolving situation. It's one of those ones that's, um, you know, as you mentioned, changing daily, hourly even. Mm. Um, so at this stage, round two will go ahead, all beat in front of no crowds. And we play the Warriors up there on the Gold Coast. Obviously, they can't go back to New Zealand because of the quarantine rules both ways now. So 14-day isolation when you go to New Zealand, 14 days isolation yeah. when you come back. So, so much up in the air at the moment. Um, all we can do is contr- control what we've got, and that is head up there and play them uh, this weekend. We'll chat to Don Ferner, Raiders CEO, very, very soon on the show about uh, obviously contact with all the other CEOs at the NRL and obviously the NRL in in general. But Tommy Logan, this is this is one for the books. Uh, rugby league seem to be running their ethos of just getting on with it and, and running ahead and wanting to play most of their games. We do think that, you know, obviously financially there's an impact too. But one thing as well, gents, the fact that there's no crowds, that must have an impact already on, on the teams because it does cost money to hire the grounds. You know, we lose money on food and bev, and gate takings and merchandise. So even playing with no crowds already starts to take a bit of a hit. Yeah, it's pretty scary actually. Um, scary times indeed. Um, just thinking back to a couple of weeks ago when we were up in Port Macquarie and we obviously we beat the Bulldogs in the trial and, you know, everyone was just really sort of gearing up, ready for the season to kick off and now this has sort of just happened out and... Well, we knew it was there, but um, now it's just really sort of hit Australia, and yeah, it's well. The pandemic—it's lots of different kinds of behaviour has been happening, and lots of different companies and groups are having their protocols. What about you guys internally here at the Raiders, up this part of the side of the the building, when it comes to the admin slash media commercial? protocols in place to just kind of protect everyone. Yeah, well, in a unique situation at the moment, and the fact that we're going between the uh, the two buildings so most of the admin staff are still at Bruce so that they're a little bit isolated from the playing group anyway but the playing group have got uh, things in place uh, protocols around hygiene you know trying to limit their interactions with the public uh, and all those things to try and you know prevent the the um, the opportunity for this virus to infect the playing group because as we all know uh, once that starts to happen then it, it has further implications not only for us but the code so players are being really diligent at the moment and doing a really good job looking after themselves do you think we can go on an island somewhere and be isolated and just play rugby like, league island wouldn't that be yeah. a good tv show just obviously the players <laughs> probably the, the broadcasters well, and a couple of officials uh, the nrl's modeling Lots of situations, and we'll talk to Don about that later this morning. Beautiful. Well, there was some football, of course. We opened our account with a really good win at home against the Titans, 24 points to six. Great win, gents. And uh, what really stuck out for me was that first 20 minutes was perfect. No mistakes, no penalties, no missed tackles, no unforced errors, and Jack Whiten. Everyone came to the ground talking about Georgie Williams. Everyone left talking about Jack White. Yeah, Jack was outstanding and he really picked up where he left off in that grand final. I mean, uh, you know, obviously um, the thing he's been looking at doing is, uh, you know, building his running game uh, and the way that he um, controlled that uh, sort of opening sort of start to the game and scored those two tries just showed that he's lost nothing. And Ricky said after the game um, he and Jack have been setting a little goal of getting mm. him as a rep 5'8", so that's where he's going, yeah. I believe him. I think uh, he can definitely make the transition to, to six at a 
rep level. Also, Curtis Scott, great little run there. Look at this. So instinctive, this number seven that we've got from Wigan. Probably could have scored a couple of times, and it's exciting to know that both ends, both sides of the ruck now we have control. Great kicking game, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, I thought George was pretty unlucky not to grab a try in this game. I obviously, just saw that run there. Um, great work from Curtis Scott there in the build-up as well. And there was also that moment where George was pretty close to getting over the line, and he probably could have offloaded it to the left of him where Ellie Whitehead was lurking. And I know that there was a bit of banter between the two um, after that incident. But, yeah, overall, great performance. Great he's, to see M. Ray Gula yes. get his first meat pie too. Um, he's off the nudie run. He's off the nudie run. his first career NRL try. So and his parents were there to see it. Very wonderful good. Wonderful to see him uh, cross the stripe. And, you know... The way in which he set up Elliot Whitehead yeah. for that last try um, really shows the skill set mm. of the young guy. Um, Ray is just one of those players that's going to get better and better every mm. week. Yeah, he's bulked up through the off-season as well. He's just growing into his man body. He's, you know, he played a grand final too, so his head's high and it's good to see uh, young Ray going well. Gents, the thing that really stood out to mind for me as well was they talk about teams coming out of their own line if they make a mistake, the good teams make them pay. And we did from that first mistake the Titans did in the first few minutes there. We were up 6-0 after a few minutes. Wasn't a repeat set. It wasn't just another attack. It was a try. We paid them with points, and even though the game got a bit scrappy in the second half, call it maybe off-season, pre-season rust. The Titans, they didn't look. We just had them in control. The yeah, I, we were always in control of the result. I don't think that was ever in doubt. But you know, to give the Titans a bit of credit, I thought yeah. they actually rallied well yeah. in that. In probably the first twenty minutes, they they just weren't in the game, and they and they, and we blew them away in that section. But to their credit, in that second half, they um, it was you know a, a pretty close affair, and, and we couldn't really go on with it but uh, at the same time I think the, the team just did what they had to do to get through to the end of the game in what was a really weird day you know there was, yeah. there was talk around crowds being locked out pre-game and um, things just hadn't been announced uh, in the lead up it was only a couple of hours before Gates where we got the word through so um, for the guys to remain composed and do their job that was the main thing. Great win and their coach Ricky Stewart agreed as well. Well I was happy with all of the the attitudes of the players in, in how they came back, you know, and it was an unusual off-season for us this year because it was such a uh, long international series and we didn't get we didn't get probably 60% of our squad back until um, uh, 6th of January was post-Christmas, so we had a lot of work to do, we had high loads to, to complete going into coming into this game and um, you know Jack and all the players' attitudes towards their hard work was evident to me that um, last year's gone, we're into 2020. Yeah, I've, I've spoken a bit to Jack uh, over the off-season about going to, the, going to another level. <clears throat> um, you know, personally, I uh, think Jack um, will become, and is ready to become, a um, representative 5'8". So um, that's a little goal that we've got, and... Um, it's something that uh, he's most definitely taken on board after that uh, that performance tonight. Our coach, Ricky Stewart there. Gents, we move into round two of the NRL. It's a, a distracted round once again. No crowds. And instead of playing New Zealand in New Zealand, we take them to Gold Coast. And an away game for us at Seabus Super Stadium. You never know what we're going to get. You never know what the Warriors are going to be, you know, their preparation's going to be like. It could be frustration that could bind together and take that out on the field and be a really good, tough opposition for us. Or... You know, in all honesty, that they could be a little bit not present. We never know. We've got to wait and see. Yeah, well, speaking of not present, the big one is too that there'll be no crowd there. So mm. even that presents a challenge in Huge. itself. I mean, you've got, a, you've got a team of professional athletes that are used to playing in front of thousands of people uh, and all of a sudden it's going to be absolutely no one. You get so, energy off that too. Yeah, that's right. You've mm. got to have to try and uh, work out how that's going to go. And it, it, 
you know, depending on how long the competition proceeds before it has to take a break, if it does. Um, it'll just depend on uh, how people handle that situation and it's going to take some getting used to. I'm, I'm sure, um, luckily, we play on the Saturday, so we'll see um, three or four games uh, before us that we'll be able to have a look at it and see how it's affecting teams. Tommy, it's really important, though, that the obviously the football side of things and Ricky and the coaches will make sure the boys are really focused. And we, you know, It is round two, there's still a competition going, so we want to get out there and make a good performance and and move on on the back of last week's performance and get our defensive structures right. Well, great defensively, only conceded the one try. Yeah, I think um, what I've noticed this week is the team that, you know, despite all the uncertainty surrounding the obviously the ongoing future of the competition uh, for the coming season, um, Ricky and the team, they've been very professional. They've still been doing all the normal processes in the lead-up to a game week, and uh, I'm confident they can go out there and do a job, um, whereas... You know, I've I got to say I feel for the Warriors because there's a lot of uncertainty and they've faced quite a lot of adversity this week. But, um, yeah, just hopefully our boys can go up there and get the win. Well, having said that, of course, uh, selections for the team. Ryan Sutton puts his hand up this week after serving his one-week ban. So I personally think there might be not too many changes after the good, good performance last week. But we'll see how, how yeah. the team lines up. Well, we talked about Michael Oldfield being on the bench last weekend and it proved to be pretty crucial mm. for the team when Chance went off to that HIA. Having Aldi there, uh, we didn't lose a lot. Bailey could go back to fullback and Aldi could come into that back line. So, you know, in terms of uh, what it means for the team this weekend, like I said, there's so many variables up in the air at the moment. All we can do is prepare as best we can and go out there and get the job done uh, against the Warriors and then reassess from there. Because as this podcast airs on a Wednesday afternoon, you know, you could, you could wake up one morning saying... It's all off. Yeah, we just know? don't know. Just and that, don't know. And that's, the, and that's the variable we face at the moment. So just remain upbeat, fans. I know um, everybody's uh, you know, got a lot going on in their lives, but um, as long as we can, we'll try and keep this going for you and, and hopefully we'll see some footy. All right, it's back for 2020. Uh, I don't know who won last year, but let's, uh, we'll keep note of it this year. The crystal ball, our ball predictions for round two of the competition. We missed it last week. We're back on this week. Benny, let's start with you. What do you got for us? Yeah, well, I think after um, missing the back end of the game last week with that HIO, Chance Nickel Clockstad, um, up against one of his former teams in the Warriors, I think he'll uh, come out and you'll get a double this weekend. Uh, we might even see a bow and arrow too. Chance, mm. if you're watching, give us one. Yeah, um, I, I've got a feeling that Curtis Scott's going to get off the mark. Um, I've, I've just got a feeling he's, you know, obviously that sort of side didn't see much of the ball in attack last week. Um, but I, I'll tell you what, I've just, I've just got a feeling he's going to go over and, you know, get off the mark for the green machine. Well, I think Bailey Simonson's in for a massive year this year. I reckon he could be up there in one of the top try scorers in the NRL period, and I think he's going to get, here we go, a hat-trick on the weekend. It's three tries. It could be an 18-4 <laughs> win or a 44-4 win, but three tries are Bailey for me. And welcome back to Behind the Limelight. Thanks to our friends at OAC Digital and plenty to get through and lucky to have this man's time. Canberra Raiders CEO Don Fernet, Donny, uh, thanks for joining us in a in a really difficult time, not just in rugby league world but globally. But we'll we'll rein it in and talk about how that affects the Canberra Raiders, how that affects the rugby league world. Just quickly, we've been really we've seen how the NRL have, have discussed what's going on through the media. We know that uh, they've had teleconferences with all the sixteen NRL clubs. What's the dialogue been with with the likes of um, Peter Philandes and so forth? Um, every day we've had a phone hookup, um, so we can't ask for more information from them. They're, they're giving us everything that uh, they've got. Um, clearly, there's lots of machinations to look at, and they're looking at every different uh, angle of it. But yeah, they're keeping us informed, and we're trying to keep our members in, as informed as possible. We really are going week to week. Um, 
So we'll get through this week's game and then we'll have to look at the St George game Thursday week. Um, lots of things to work out there in terms of how the game day looks. You know, do you use the big screen, do you not? Um, and, and what a stadium looks like empty. So we've had meetings yesterday with the ACT government on what would be the scenario for us um, with hiring the stadium next Thursday night. So um, they were very cooperative yesterday. Because that's also a cost. Yeah, it is. And also, you know, what, what we foregoing gate taking is what you foregoing food and bev and merchandise. There's huge implications when there's no one turning up. There is, you know, yeah. They talk about 65% of the money is from the broadcasters. So the other 30, 35 is probably from people turning up to the game. Spectators, members, corporate hospitality sponsors. So, you know, as an industry, our sport is very, very vulnerable at the moment, um, particularly professional sport, uh, even all the way down to the local league. So, you know, there's a, a meeting going on today. Um, and more than likely, that will follow suit that the local league competition and juniors will, will, will be postponed and start a bit later. Um, our under-16s and under-18s, they look like making the semi-finals, but that semi-finals for, for the SG Ball and Matthews may be scaled back. That's going to a meeting with the New South Wales Rugby League today. Um, our under-20s are still continuing. We may not put our players back to Mounties, so uh, that competition is still continuing. We may, I'm pretty sure, we'll choose to keep the 30 players here um, and, and not try and risk cross-contamination with, with that other competition. So we are sort of trying to segregate everything and follow... Um, the best advice we can. The the main message that seems to be coming out of the NRL at the moment is they want to try and keep the competition uh, going as long as possible. Uh, you've obviously spoken to the coaching staff and the playing group. Uh, are they of that same mindset? Yeah, look, um, they know we have to. The reality is we do have to because, uh, as you said, Nick, 65% of the income comes from, from pay TV and that pays you know, all of our wages, the players' wages, so uh, it would be um, a financial... Disaster if that were not to happen, uh, it still may happen, and um, and then there'll be some, you know, some really tough decisions down the track. So hopefully it doesn't come to that. Um, the players do know that that's the situation. Um, <coughs> as Rick has said to him a few times, it's like a you know a really intense you know training run or captain's run. You, you do that at the stadium with no people in there. You focus on the job and and get through the game. And other sports have done it around the world. <coughs> On Friday night after our game, I went home and watched there was a basketball game on with no people in the... In the I think it was Perth v Sydney. Mm. Cricket. That was a final, yes, too. Final, yeah. Cricket, SCG, I think, for the one day. No people, so no spectators. So it has been done before. It, it will definitely be a weird feeling, but um, um, it has to be done. Those discussions about potentially relocating and you know putting people in lockdown, putting players and the whole comp in lockdown up north and Darwin... Are they realistic in those conversations? Look, they haven't spoken to us about that. I know that's made the media and, and there's offers from, from cities of Townsville and all that. Um, so that they are looking at every possible scenario. Um, you know, One of them will be what the Warriors decide to do after our game. They might mm. decide to stay for three or four weeks. They might decide not to. Therefore, every team will have a bye for the next couple of weeks against the Warriors. But we have got two buys up our sleeves. The competition has got those two mid-season buys, so we could push them into those two weekends. Um, so, you know, it, it is very, very fluid, and uh, that's why they're having phone hookups every every day. There's been plenty of discussion in the media, Don, about uh, the viability of some clubs. Um, if this is a, a season-long outage or, you know, even a few-week outage, what about the Canberra Raiders? Where do we sit in that sort of discussion? We're the same as every other club. You know, we rely on... All those revenues that you mentioned um, and pay TV and the broadcasting uh, income being the most significant. Um, so 
you know, it, it is week to week. Clearly, if the competition is closed down, that would be a massive, massive, um, massive uh, hole in the business that probably couldn't continue. So, um, no one wants to think about that. No one wants to talk about that. But obviously, we have to we have to look at every every different scenario. So, um, thus far, we go week to week, um, and and we play. And the medical advice at the moment is that it is at no further risk um, of contracting for the players by playing as opposed to not playing. When you see Todd Greenberg and Peter Volandis talking through, you can sense a little bit of, bit of worry through their, you know, through their voice. What the dialogue with you guys, can you see, how, how are you sensing them as well with your discussions um, look, through? They've, they've been very... Everybody on the phone hookups, and, and, and to be honest, most of what's said on the phone hookup makes its way to the media, so they, they can only be as upfront and honest as they have been with us because, you know, as you mentioned... Very, very worst case scenario is is you know is a shut complete shutdown, uh, and then there's um, a series of, of other um, scenarios that are less dire than that. So no one can pretend that you know we're not looking at it because we look overseas and we see that that's what's happened overseas, um, and um, you know maybe in a month's time we have to follow suit. But um, at the moment we're, we're still going, and um, everybody is certainly unified in that. We need to keep going and take the best precautions that we're taking and learning from other sports and learning from the health experts. You got a message for the, the members and the fans, uh, Don, that obviously are concerned. Uh, not only, I mean, everyone in general society has got their own concerns around their own employment and jobs and things like that, but I'm talking about the fans from a, from a membership perspective. Um, obviously, those guys that can't come to the games for the foreseeable future, there's the option to to watch it on television and, and still be a part of the club um, through that way. Yeah, we're working on lots of different scenarios and I, I can only ask them, and they have been fantastic, just to be patient with us. We're only, you know, we haven't missed a home game yet, um, but that may happen with the St George Thursday week game coming up and, and, the, and the week after that. So we will communicate with them and we, I really do thank them for their patience um, because they have been very, very good um, and we will get to them and give them the information as soon as we get it. How's it been um, for you, Don, in regards to, you know, you've got your different functionalities and different roles you need to do as a CEO over a week, but then having your head full with this because it's it changes by the minute. You see, every time you go into Google or go into the news, there's some development somewhere in the country. They've just cancelled WrestleMania, Ben, number 36. There's no WrestleMania next week. You know, they're canning, you know, Anzac Day's just being canned and concerts that were scheduled for two, three months ahead. That's what's scary as well. The future stuff's being canned. It is, and and we, we ran into that that very first game. Um that morning, Skyfire 106, and mm. I'd been talking to their CEO, they, they pulled the plug on Skyfire, which is a massive call for them. Mm. Uh, that, was on the, that was supposed to be on the following night after we played. So there, that was all going on during that day. That's their uh, Christmas day over there at Canberra. It, it is, yeah. And it's, a, as you know, a massive 60,000, 70,000 people mm. out there. More. So More, yeah. And um, so they didn't do that lightly. And, and, and you know, Royal Easter Show and, and all these other events. But... Um, they're mass participation events and, and mass group gatherings, so that's why our safest option at the moment is to play um, in, in a lockout situation, and that's what we're doing. And as I said, this is the first weekend in the history of the sport that it's happened, and it, it will seem bizarre, but we, we just have to have to deal with it. It'll be shades of the Commonwealth Bank Cup. Remember in the 90s, they used to play the schoolboys' mm-hmm. cup before the, the, the 20s, and it'll be like a full war in the middle, but... Um no crowd, so we've asked yeah. people our age have seen it. Yes. Well, Don, appreciate you coming in and having a chat to us. I know there's a lot going on. 
uh, in the game. But um, as you know, we'll do our best through our channels as well, through the, the website and social media to keep everyone updated and, and let everyone know what the latest developments are. So thanks for coming in. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Nico. Thanks, Don. That's another edition of Behind the Limelight. Thanks to our friends at OHC Digital. We'll tune in next week if we're here.